He has 15 years of IT industry experience with specialization on cloud, majorly focusing on IaaS and PaaS, which stands for Infrastructure as a Service, as well as Platform as a Service, and also pre-sales experience in various geographies and market segments. His specialties include Google Cloud, AWS, that is Amazon Web Services, Oracle Public Cloud, PaaS, IaaS, Hybrid Cloud, Cloud Security, Oracle Identity and Access Management, Oracle Database Technology Related Products, SAP Databases, SAP HANA, and more. That's quite huge. In today's episode, let us get Preetam Sahu's insights on great databases drive successful applications and successful businesses. Hello. Hi there. Welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series. The Guiding Voice for a better future. This podcast is to help professional students, IT employees and entrepreneurs to shape their careers. In case if you have tuned into our podcast for the first time, you have missed a lot of stuff. But don't worry. All our previous episodes are available on your favorite podcast listening platforms, including Amazon Music, Spotify, Ghana.com, Castos, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Not only that, we are also available on YouTube. Also, if you haven't rated our podcast on Apple, please provide your rating and leave a positive review. Because every rating and review will motivate us to bring in more and more useful content to you. This is your host, Naveen Samala, and I have about 18 years of rich and diverse experience in the IT industry. In every episode, we interact with industry experts or thought leaders or academicians or coaches across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help each one of you learn some amazing stuff. Also, we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact about the IT world or technology towards the end. So stay tuned till the end. You'll acquire more knowledge per every minute by tuning into TGV than any other podcast in this space. Thank you so much for tuning in. And folks, today we're going to discuss a very important topic. Great databases drive successful applications which lead to enterprise success. And we're pleased to have Preetam part of TGV's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe. Preetam, welcome to TGV. Thanks, Naveen. It's a real honor to be part of this initiative and I really appreciate uh, you inviting me to the show and share my thoughts. Looking forward to have a great discussion with you. Absolutely. Pleasure is mine. And thank you again for being part of TGV's journey. So, Pritam, let us begin the show. Maybe you can talk very briefly about your career journey and top three things that have helped you so far. Uh, Naveen, like I have worked across 15 years plus in the IT industry in diverse uh, technology segments in SAP technologies, the world of Oracle technologies, and of course the cloud, which include AWS and now currently Google Cloud. And if you ask me, like, what are the top things which has helped me so far? It's have been three or four things, honestly. It's uh, primarily I'm a strong believer of constant learning, which helps me upskilling and keep up to date. And I'm a very hard worker, honestly. And because I believe that forms the foundation stone for any successful learning. I have a self-motivated person. And and of course, I believe there is no plan B. If there is a failure, focus on that and try to find out what is the root cause of that failure and try to improve on. So these are the three or four things, apart from my strong support by my family members, has helped me so far. 
that's amazing in fact you have been very crisp and all the three four things that you have mentioned strong believer of constant learning which is very very important and at the same time there is no replacement for hard work people say that first work hard and then the luck follows i also strongly believe in that and in addition to that you also spoke about the self motivation because we got to be motivated by ourselves we, we believe ourselves then people and then the other people will also believe in us thank you for sharing those amazing insights talking about the core topic today like how are these databases helping the businesses and all and before we jump into various offerings and all just focus on the types of databases that are available in the market thanks ravin for the question and let me start with an interesting quote behind every successful application is a great database an application can go anywhere where the data resides because it provides the stickiness to the application toward the platform and talking about database honestly to me after spending 12 years in the industry in the database world specifically out of 15 years there are two fold one is the relational database and primarily which has been there for long long time typically focused on operational or transactional aspect and these are oracle sql server postgres or mysql with the advent of big data something interesting happened right how to handle unstructured data semi structured data and all those things so that led to the world of no sql data and in no sql world you will see different variants as well something like uh, columnar databases no sql databases with focus of key value pair document oriented databases graph databases so these are evolved and each of this platform is evolved Evolving to accommodate additional functionality to keep competitive in the market. So, primarily twofold: relational databases, which has been there, and the other part is primarily no no SQL. But people would say, okay, we have also cloud databases. But cloud databases have born with the world of best of breed of no SQL and SQL databases. They have taken the best in class features and try to evolve with cloud because cloud can provide you a lot of flexibility and functionality at ease. One can get started on database world. that has been very insightful you covered both the aspects of relational and non relational i think right now the unstructured data and, and semi structured data is something ruling the world right all right so let's move on to the next question what google cloud offers in in terms of meeting the different database requirements can you shed some light around it sure navin if you look at google cloud it caters to all the aspect the customers or users or developers rather also looking at so if you're looking at in memory service or caching layer some uh, which people call it for uh, to improve the application performance with a low latent access to the database we give you cloud memory store it's a compatible managed service if you're looking for redis and memcache type of a offering typically very handy in gaming and and high transactional oriented database to improve the performance that's the one aspect but relational world we give you two uh, pieces one is your managed service with cloud sql cloud sql is a managed service which gives you all the flexibility power of managed service where you can tackle the requirements of if you have mysql postgres or sql server plus one of the cloud native database i would like to introduce is about spanner so spanner is we call it new sql because it brings not only the best in class capabilities of relational databases like of cloud sql but it gives you something capability of no sql something like horizontal distribution we call it sharding uh, in the world of no sql because typically that gives you the massive scale plus the online way of to change the schema without downtime and much of this capabilities and cloud spanner has got five nines of availability that means literally 3 to 4 or 5 minutes max downtime in a year so this is what in the sql world and no sql world we give you again the serverless offering of document oriented databases like cloud firestore very useful if you are trying to build mobile or web apps and it's a popularly used by the developers as well 
and the other one is cloud big table something very unique in the world of uh, uh, column uh, columnar wide column store typically no sql database it is and being no sql it can handle easily key value but the best part is it provides you high throughput low latency and it can tackle millions of requests per second and if you are not aware this this database big table has been powering the likes of our consumer side of products from google cloud or other google uh, likes of gmail search maps to name a few and of course we have a data warehouse offering with bigquery and our strong uh, strategic uh, tech partners typically if you're looking for something unique like mongodb atlas graph database we have a tight integration with them so that we can meet our customers requirement wherever they are in the journey to to cloud or they are looking for a tech partners on google cloud mm-hmm. that's very huge like you touched upon the oltp part of it the online transaction process right with regard to the database and uh, all the options that you have mentioned like spanner cloud file store and all so audience all the links related to the databases that are mentioned by preetam are available in the show notes so definitely you can go through them and reach out to the concerned google representative in case if you need more information of course you can connect with uh, uh, preetam on linkedin as well his profile is also listed out so definitely he would be willing to extend his helping hand in terms of you understanding or picking the right technology preetam when we spoke so so far we have covered this oltp part of it right now let's switch gears and talk about the olap like data warehouse and data mining yeah. part of it like are there any data warehousing options that are available on google cloud yeah navin so i slightly touched on bigquery so bigquery is one of the most liked product by our customers developers and users so it's primarily a data warehouse and data mart use case type of scenario where uh, it provides you completely serverless and uh, user can focus on more of a data and drawing insights from the data warehouse options like bigquery instead of focusing on patching operating and all the mundane infrastructure work so bigquery is our uh, literally we call it planet scale serverless data warehousing offering completely serverless as a result uh, and also it brings the low cost approach for our customers to get started in and what are the capabilities if you look at being serverless as you know the world class features comes in with the ease of management right and the second piece is like uh, the compute is separated from the storage so what it means is if your storage requirement is scaled high but if you believe the compute capacity can be same no such hard binding it can scale independently of each other and the best part we talked about ai ml right so what if we give you the power of ai ml using just sql queries and these sql queries are uh, ansi standard compliant and anybody know sql query they can still build ai ml model instead of learning all the the fancy languages i would like to call something like uh, the r's of the world or python and start writing if the user is willing to uh, write the sql queries and get started with any of the linear regression logistic regression or even import any of the tensor flow models you can easily get started and of course coming to today's scenarios of data warehouse it's no longer batch data it's also about the streaming data real time data right so that's one key differentiator bigquery can help you get started and of course uh, we know uh, nobody likes to get a stale report how to get faster report with a real time access to the updated data it gives you bi engine as well and if you look at data warehouse it also requires geospatial support bigquery has those so if you look out the bunch of this capabilities uh, it makes it really unique offering plus google cloud gives a unique way to write start from all the different tenants which is required 
in a data warehouse environment, right? Right from ingesting the data, we will give you tools on that, how to do ETL or transform the data, process the data, even before it lands into the BigQuery. That is also taken care of with Google Cloud. And then uh, how to draw insights the data. We give you free tools for simple reporting and dashboard like Data Studio for anybody on Google Cloud or Google as well. And if you look at Enterprise BI platform, we give you Looker as well. Customer can get started on that. Or if they have any tools of their uh, in this choice, right from ingestion to drawing insights and using AIML models, they can also plug in to our platform. So we call it a smart analytics platform because it has got a lot of capabilities. Although Data Warehouse, Data Mart holds the centerpiece, but there are a lot of moving field things around the Data Warehouse and Data Mart type of scenarios. That's the reason we give you all the flexible options so that your approach, whether you are doing a migration from the legacy Teradata of the world or so for similar uh, use cases, or you're trying to build something cloud native as a data warehouse or data mart, you can easily get started without friction and all those hiccups easily with Google Cloud BigQuery. That's massive, actually. Like I'm impressed by this AIML powered uh, SQL that is going to really revolutionize the industry, right? And uh, Pritam, a while ago, when we spoke about the overall databases and all, you touched upon this uh, big table, which is actually powering the Google Mail or the Gmail search, etc. Can you shed more light about it, like how this uh, Google Cloud big table is going to operate and what are various use cases for the businesses, maybe small, medium and large scale enterprises, how they can leverage Thanks, Navin, for this question. Uh, so Bigtable has been powering our consumer side of products like you rightly called Gmail or Search or Maps or something on similar lines. So Bigtable is a fully managed service. It helps you get started for large operational as well as your uh, analytical style of workloads. And it gives you five nines of ability again. So the interesting use cases which you can get started with Bigtable is typically for ad tech uh, or fintech or gaming uh, scenarios, even retail industry scenarios where Fraud detection model is one of the use case you see popularly, right? And plus the, the benefits you can get is being fully managed. It uh, Again, you focus on your data and all those aspects. Plus, if you're looking for a high throughput, low latency, sub 10 millisecond type of a response from a database, and plus millions of requests per second, Cloud Bigtable is your platform to go which is nothing but particularly, it's a NoSQL wide column store key value pair of database. So the one use case I would like to highlight is typically around the world of IoT. So IoT, if you look at there are a lot of diverse data like semi-structured, structured, unstructured data rather from globally distributed devices in lines in various parts of the world, right? So what we can do is typically we suggest an entire pipeline where you start ingesting the data and typically the real-time ingestion of data, you need something like messaging service. We give you fully managed messaging service like a PubSub. If you are aware of Kafka, and but you need a fully managed service, PubSub is the way to go in Google Cloud. And then once the data is there, you can easily process the data with cloud data flow. Again, very handy solution, which has been uh, completely serverless as well, which helps you process the data real time, which is your streaming data, as well as batch data as well. And then push the data in Bigtable or might be in the cloud object store, which is your object store, we call it GCS. And then you might have an application hosted on virtual machines, we call it Compute Engine, or you might be having on Kubernetes, again, uh, Google has invented and, and it explored and gave it back to the community, right? And other cloud vendors even adopted it, right? So this is typically a pipeline you see right from the ingestion with PubSub, process the data, data flow, or might be any other service of your choice on Google Cloud, and then push to Bigtable to store it and then being accessed by the applications. It can be very simple, might be looking at, but there are a lot of customers who are using Bigtable 
because of its high throughput, low latency, sub 10 millisecond response, and the speed, reliability, and the scale it can provide. Sub 10 milliseconds performance is something which everybody desires, right? Yeah. Similar to how we get results on the Google search engine. Quite exciting. Yeah. Thank you for sharing those amazing insights. So, Pritam, now let's talk about these database migrations, okay? Be it with regard to the homogeneous or heterogeneous scenarios and all. In case if somebody is planning to migrate, I'm giving you an hypothetical scenario. If it is relevant, you can cover that or else you can cover something generic around the database migrations. Let's assume today I'm on my on-prem database, okay? And I want to move to any of the databases that are offered on the Google Cloud. Like, how can I approach? Or you can pick up any general scenario and schedule your light on that. Yeah, it's absolutely right. Very relevant question, Navin. So if you look at there are different aspects. So everybody has aspiration to get embarked on the cloud databases, right? But there has to be a proper planning and structure and framework to this, right? So we typically follow and all our Google database specialist team follow as well. So we do it right. Start from the discovery and assessment. Try to understand the IT landscape. For example, if any customer has got MySQL, Postgre or SQL Server or might be uh, any other commercial grade databases, right? So they're looking to get started on this journey. So let's say for if you're looking for homogeneous, they might look at from one version to the major version of grade or might be heterogeneous. Might be, let's say, for example, somebody is trying to migrate from commercial grade to something like, let's say, MySQL on Cloud SQL, right? Because of cost effectiveness, right? So we need to understand what is the source, what is the target, but how to get started. So we typically start with the assessment and discovery phase, try to understand the, the landscape and all those details. And then we get in started to understand how what is the complexity, especially very useful when you're trying to for heterogeneous. For example, let's say somebody is migrating from on-prem SQL server to MySQL on Cloud SQL, or might be something else to Postgres on the Cloud SQL as a managed service. So we need to understand like what is the complexity, what are the typical proprietary features they have on the current that specific commercial grade databases, and how those challenges can be mitigated. So once that is done, I think you have sorted out. Most of the things I know there is a migration, still the complex activity there, but this part has to be covered well. Otherwise, you end up spending a lot of time going back and forth, and that is nothing but your unsuccessful migration story. So after that, we give you tools for homogeneous migration. Google Cloud has got database migration service at no cost. That's, that is zero cost to our customers and users where they can easily get started. And it's very easy to use being serverless again because our approach has been primarily developer focused because the developers love, love the serverless approach and fully managed ap approach, right? They want to focus more on the productive work rather than the operator work, right? Infrastructure work. So being serverless, it, it can easily get streamlined on hide away or abstract away the complexities typically the networking complexities and typically the streamlining the migration process and they're looking for an online minimal downtime migration. So a database migration service can give you that help and then easily you can flip over when the replication lag is zero between source and target or the target side and, and it might be redesigning the architecture with HA and DR and all those things. But for the heterogeneous migration, we have a strong partner ecosystem where there are a lot of tools that we rely on. As a result, we can help you so the icing on the cake is uh, it is making the life of the customers easy and there are various third party services that are available and all so that definitely is going to boost the businesses and and give them an opportunity to explore the migration to the cloud environment which is much faster and easy to manage that's awesome so pritam this has been wonderful conversation so far but let's add some spice to the episode i would like to ask you a few interesting rapid fire questions yeah. in case if you are ready 
yeah i hope it's not a top one anavin not really we won't put you guys on the spot and um, it's just uh, to let our audience know the other side of the speaker and you you can answer them very briefly all right so yeah. with that let me fire the first bullet out of the rapid fire and pritham who would you want to be reborn as probably i would like to be uh, reborn was pritham again i li- i like my my version because i am very lucky to ha- have my family members and my friends honestly but yeah i look up to few of the leaders right like i love leaders like elon musk jack ma and of course my mom who has been a strong strong support for me entire journey and of course my better half my wife so i want to be born as a pritham but uh, with a strong aspiration and learnings from uh, the folks like elon musk and jack ma of course Wow, that's very nice. All right, so let me fire the second bullet. What is your favorite failure? Yeah, uh, this is really a tough one. But uh, honestly, I started liking my failures after thinking like, okay, a lot of learnings from failures has to happen, right? So one of my failure was I got embarked as a database person in one of the org. I would not like to name the org, of course, and it was a good learning experience as well. So I was asked to handle uh, the mobile device management uh, approach solution as an implementation rather. I was not aware of the solution because new new to that ecosystem, right? So only thing I was handed over was uh, I think I don't collect the pages of documentation I was handled. Go through it and and get it started and see if you can solve the problem. So I took it a challenge, but within five days the problem was sorted. But yeah, it was a massive adventurous journey. because very less knowledge i would say 2 3 percent of knowledge about the topic but with a good amount of people you had in that uh, ecosystem i could put solve that so it's always about identify the uh, the problem rather than solving the problem that you will get you started identify the problem and understand it better so that it can be resolved very easily awesome yeah. so profound with that let me move on to my next question so pritham can you share with our audience the hidden talent that no one knows about you so i always get fancied by uh, the youtubers and lot of uh, aspiration so i always have aspiration to get started on a youtube channel of my own one day i don't know when the day will come especially on the thriller stories and the the horror stuffs so this is what i like as well apart from my technology aspiration and learnings absolutely i think that is a good uh, space to venture into because content generation and content entrepreneurship is on its way irrespective of whether you have a day job or not still someone has their own way of um, representing and creating a brand for themselves and wish you all the very best on that all right so let's move on to the next question what has been a question on your mind for which you never got an answer for yeah so this question keeps buzzing me every day as well so the question is what will i do if i get disrupted in it in the technology space because the technology is evolving quite fast right and with the cloud in this picture the technology every day you see lot of services coming out and you want to get up skill so this gives me slightly uh, thinking like what i can do better but uh, it's still a good area where uh, that provides a motivation here pritham you have to lot along it's it's not the end keep learning so that you you do well in the it space very interesting now let me fire the last bullet out of the rapid fire what is one message that you would like to give to your own younger version yeah i would say always believe in yourself there might be failures but own your failure which i realized i didn't do in my earlier years of my it tenure if you own that failure learn learn from those failures then success will come and don't follow after success i would say always follow after excellence because excellence guarantees success and success cannot guarantee excellence that would i term and always try to learn unlearn and relearn if required and always believe in hard work uh, and also believe in hard work in the sense like people would say smart work and all those this uh, to me it's always the hard work 60% 40% smart work use those 
mechanism if that resonates well with you you get started and don't follow the imposter syndrome because it's whenever you start something new this is going to haunt you for a while just hold on your thoughts and believe in yourself and get started that's a wonderful set of thoughts all right so after that amazing rapid fire session let me flip back to the mainstream and ask you final question for this conversation so what will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers yeah uh, so i would say like navin believe in yourself do whatever you takes and of course take feedback from the right side of leaders you have in your team or cross functional team doesn't matter keep learning and if required learn unlearn and relearn that should be the mantra and of course uh, to have a strong foundation have those little bit of hard work commitment is there must required and of course you can notch it with like icing on a cake with a smart work so i would say if you have this approach you are bound towards excellence believe in yourself and take the feedback from the leaders not only from your own area but also cross functionally so which is a kind of 360 degree assessment and in addition to that never stop learning and demonstrate commitment such a profound set of thoughts so pritham thank you so much for joining me today it was uh, great to discuss about how the databases are driving successful applications and we have covered a lot of aspects related to the databases right from relational non relational structured data unstructured data semi structured data and also nuances about uh, google offerings and how can someone approach the migration from on prem databases to the cloud databases using google support and all so it was a fabulous conversation thank you so much again for being part of tgv's journey in shaping the lives and careers of millions across the globe thanks navin it's a really good initiative you guys have started and it's going really going to help the community and of course everyone who is going to really benefit from such initiatives you guys have embarked on thank you so much for the kind words and definitely we are on a mission uh, to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe and we will reach there with the support of uh, experts like you thanks again and it was a absolute pleasure hosting you pritham thank you so folks before we move into trivia section here is a request to all of you in case if you have loved this episode and found it useful request you to share this with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can get benefit from tgv because the more you share the wider we reach and we'll get closer to our mission of reaching millions across the globe thank you so much in advance all right so now let's hop on to the trivia segment of today's episode and today's trivia is about first website ever launched in the history so here comes my question who launched the very first website i know you're thinking but let me reveal you the answer it is the cern it stands for european council for nuclear research is the company which launched the very first website so in fact it was proposed by british scientist tim berners lee who actually invented www the world wide web and it was in the march 1989 the world wide web was invented as a means of sharing information between scientists but now without world wide web nothing can move forward in the world however talking about the history within a year and half by the time this berners lee has built the web's early infrastructure including the hypertext transfer protocol the http and the html the first website was hosted for employees of berner lee's next computer at crns geneva headquarters on december 20 1990 and before it was publicly announced through alt.hypertext usenet posting on august 6 1991 so just to sum it up berner lee was the person who was behind launching the first website on behalf of crn and crn is the company 
or the institution that launched the first ever website interesting isn't it thank you so much for listening there is more in store folks stay tuned take care be safe until next time bye bye we are signing off for today see you all in the next episode with another wonderful guest Thank you.